You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. It is another episode of No Bets Barred this time. For UFC Orlando, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson taking on Kevin Holland. Solid card. I am I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, before we dive into that, PFL Championship, six fighters, won a million dollars, got the belt last Friday. Uh, Jed, how do we feel about that event, man? Six fighters won a million. Basically, everybody who tailed you won a million dollars. Oh my god! In the can, PFL. Can I get into that real quick? Just um... absolutely. Yeah, so like the night's going on, and and you know it's just like win after win, and just racking like, them, racking, racking them up, like racking them, and like at one point I'm with New York Rick, he turns to me, he's like, "How we doing tonight?" And I was just like, "Yeah, we're doing pretty good, man." And like in my head, I'm like, "I'm perfect so far." Like I'm like six and zero on singles, already cashed a couple parlays, every other parlay is still alive. Uh, I'm not telling anybody about it. It's like a it's like a pitcher going through, you know, a no hitter, a perfect game. I'm like, I'm just not even going to bring this up. We're not going to jinx it. We're not even going to talk about it because something is going to lose eventually. We get to the main event. It, it have, took a long time. As uh, long as, literally uh, as long as possible. Oh my God. I was like, at this point, we're going into the main event. Like, everyone's having a good time. I am just like, oh my God, like I'm on the precipice of a perfect night. And not just like a, you know, yeah, you know, we went 2-0 and on singles and we hit a parlay, like a nice clean sweep. Like this would have been 10-0 and on singles five and oh parlays like we're talking about like a hefty ass perfect night going into it i need over one and a half kayla inside the distance that would give me the perfect night that would cash three parlays cash two more singles we hit the over one and a half with relative ease and once that over one and a half hit i was like oh my god i am a kayla harrison finish away from getting the perfect night like the perfect night for me is elusive i've come close many times where I usually just miss one bet. It's elusive um, for everyone, buddy. D- dude, elusive. Like I, I'm convinced at this point, it's never going to happen. UFC Paris, I missed. I missed one singular bet. Um, yeah. So there was one point in the third round, Kayla Harrison got her back briefly, and like you should have seen me rocket out of my seat when she got her back. I was like, oh my god, this could be it. Like I was in, like. I was almost like as close to euphoria as you could get. If she had locked in a choke, you would have seen me like doing circles around this arena. Uh, but alas, it goes to decision. Kayla Harrison does not get it done. And uh, it's the ghost I continue to chase. The perfect night will maybe one day happen. No, one day. You just got to keep plugging away. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot on the website about that whole loss. We don't need to get into that too much. I will say... Man, I'm really glad uh, that we did the rule book and uh, that the rule uh, about hedging exists because uh, I was texting you at the time. I I put together, you know, a little six fight PFL champion favorite parlay, uh, a juicy plus 600 uh, at the number and five of them up, one to go. And I was like, Kayla's the last leg. Like, it's Kayla. She already won this twice before. Should I hedge? You were like, I'm, I'm letting it ride. And yeah. Like, so you're asking me if you should hedge in any other situation. I'm saying yes, but because I had the perfect night on the yeah. line, I was like, I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. it, I'm riding or dying with this. 
And I, I respect that about your game. But I ultimately was like, it was the price on Pacheco at that point was so high that a hedge cost me very little. To oh, yeah. Even hedge. I mean, it was like, the, you had a plus 600 ticket on a parlay with one leg to go. You essentially had mm-hmm. Kayla Harrison at plus 600. The hedge is too easy at that point. Yeah, because like Pacheco gonna... was also like plus 600. So I just exactly. had a two-way like, bet for plus 600. It, it's not like you're getting Pacheco at plus 130 and you have to like really lay it down to hedge. Like the plus 600, it was too obvious. Yeah, it was It was just too – and that was it because the whole time the, the blocker in my head was not is should I do this. Clearly I was supposed to. It was just – it's a lot cooler to hit a six-leg parlay than to oh hedge my God. out of one. Way cooler. You know? I, so uh, I got – I'm I'm actually living that right now. Uh, World Cup group stage, like to qualify from the group. I've I've set up a beautiful hedge. I took Senegal, USA, and Denmark all to advance. All I need is Denmark now. They have to win today, so I took a nice Australia oh. or tie plus one eighty. Like it's it's Gotta it's hedge. lined up beautiful. Had to hedge. There was no world where I wasn't hedging. Got a hedge. Also, how about them boys? Just how about know. them, man? They they made it stressful in the end, but. Alas, USA moves on uh, to the knockout stage. Horrific tactics and uh, all around not good structure from the team, but got the dub. That's all that matters. Uh, like some uh, analytical stat guy, like broke down like how terrible like the last fifteen minutes were. Like almost all of our Iran's expected goals came in like the last five minutes of the game. Like the subs effectively did nothing. Like all of our subs. Well, no, Zimmerman was a good choice. Was was solid uh, to anchor, but it was it was right was terrible. Oh, dude, right was the worst player on the field. I wish you could have seen me pacing around my house when they were like, oh, this could be a penalty. I had USA Moneyline. I obviously had the USA to qualify from the group. I was sweating, man. I don't think I sat down for the last 20 minutes of that game. Yeah. Uh, Burhalter made some awful choices. and We're it, through, though. We're we through. got through. That's all that mattered. Got through. But, geez. Uh, it seems... This isn't just like unique to this situation. It feels really true for like every sport. I think coaches just outthink themselves way too often because so like sure, on them. Greg Berhalter knows more about about soccer than I do. I'm not here to pretend that he doesn't. But like, if you just watch that game in the first half when Iran Iran was playing for a tie, and all they did was give up looks at goal, and we had full run of the game, and eventually one fell. In the second half, we're just looking to hold a 1-0 lead like cowards, and Iran has the run of play and is getting chances. Like, you I just was, can't do that. It seems I, so obvious to me. I was begging for just like just like two minutes of possession in those last like 20 minutes. The last like, 20 minutes, like, we did not string to get together two passes. Like it was, there were, oh. it was clearances and like a one pass. I could agree with that in all sports that like these coaches at the highest level outthink themselves. I mean, there's so much pressure on them. Like I, I feel pressure when I have a bet and like I have crazy nerves when I have a bet. I couldn't imagine like you're that emotionally, financially, your job is everything is tied to this and you're the one making the decisions. Like, yeah, I could see how you outthink yourself. I mean, that's just, yeah, we're getting too in the weeds. We yeah, have a yeah, shitload yeah. of fights to talk about. This ain't about. a soccer pod, boys. Yeah, I said soccer. Uh, this is a fighting one. Um, yeah, PFL ended up still being a great night for me. You got the hedge in. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall being there, 
they put on a pretty good show. Like the they production, do. the production value is high. Like it makes they make it feel big in the arena. There's a lot of just random celebrities walking around. Uh, yeah, I mean, like if they came back to New York, I would definitely go again. Yeah, no, it was, uh, and, and they it, it appeared certainly from my home vantage point that they made an even bigger effort for this event first pay-per-view you know the garden etc it seems like they they were really all in uh and it it works look i I gave it a lot of shit beforehand i still think a lot of my criticism were valid uh but it's hard to view that night as anything other than a success for the pfl yeah i mean and you got great storylines like brennan lockman i I think pacheco winning is actually good for the pfl uh i fundamentally disagree oh Oh, I, I think it's good. I know. Um, I know. Rick made that uh, argument on Monday on the MMA Hour, uh, and it's just clearly not correct. You don't think so? Pacheco's not a star, and that's and like I don't. I, I like Luis Pacheco. I have for a while. I think that she is much better fighter than she gets credit for. The, the PFL should do their best to try and make her one. Harrison is Harrison was a unique star who was not a star because of a cult of personality. She's a star because she had two Olympic gold medals and had some personality. Pacheco beating her isn't elevating somebody. Like, is that's the other end of that side, too. The idea of beating stars makes stars. There has to be a baseline to work with. Nate Diaz elevated to a superstar when he beat Connor because Nate was already beloved and has, has a, a gravitas to him. Dustin Poirier similarly can elevate when he beats that. Pacheco... For her quality as a fighter, nobody cares. And Harrison is not even a level of a star that is going to springboard somebody up. PFL should still do their best to make a star out of Pacheco, and maybe this can create a best-of-five series, and from that they can, you know, but it is always just better for your stars to win. It is always better because there's more to work with, and they, it is better for them. If, I don't think it's catastrophic that Harrison lost. It's it definitely is, not catastrophic. Yeah. It, it adds parity to the league. I mean, everything leading up to it was just like, why would I pay $50 to see uh, Kayla Harrison just dominate again? She's fighting can She fights absolutely nobody. Her resume is nothing. Like, I at least feel like this gives a little bit of parity to the PFL. Yeah, but it's, it's not parity that anyone cares about is the thing because it's well, not. I think, I think the care is going to be limited no matter what with the PFL, unfortunately. Oh, maybe, but like you you see the PFL dude got, came out on Twitter the other day and was like, offer still stands to Chris Cyborg. Like that's, their end goal is that fight, is is doing stuff like that. And that inevitably loses some luster here. Oh, for yeah, sure. I don't, I don't I mean, think it's catastrophic. Off the table, like at that point. Like, oh, it's it, it's for sure off the table. Cyborg will never fight Kayla Harris now. Um, and so like you lose that and it's, it, again, it's not catastrophic. It is always better for your stars to win. Like just as a blanket rule, you may there may be silver linings and some positives you can take, but it is always better for your stars to continue winning. Like that, just as a rule in fight promotion. Uh, I hate to to break up this this wonderful conversation here. There's a clock in here, and it is doing some ghostly shit right now. Like it is. The hour Ooh. hands moving, the minute hands moving, but it keeps going back to normal. Like right as I look over at it, I mean, it's this thing is going wacky. It's a haunted studio. If it was, if it was one a.m. right now and I was in here by myself and it was pitch black and I saw this thing doing it, yes, I would think this place was haunted. It's kind of freaking me out a little bit and it's staring me right in the face and no one else can see it. 
Well, I've got you on video, so if some real like insidious stuff starts happening, I I will immediately close my laptop and run away. Yeah, I mean now that I'm that. now that I'm talking about it, it's completely stopped doing it. I'm starting to think the clock might be able to hear me. Maybe it can. Maybe it's Rick back there just just turning knobs and messing with you. That would be incredible. Uh, yeah, if it doesn't do anything the rest of the show, then I, it can definitely hear me, and I'm going to feel uncomfortable <laughs> every time I come into this studio. All right, though. PFL. Uh, we got 15 fights to talk yeah. about, my guy. We got to quit vamping. Yeah, let's agree to disagree on on that, and let's move right on to UFC Orlando. Solid card, dude. We get it in front of a crowd. We very get a lot, good. We get a lot of big-name fighters. I am very much looking forward to this. Saturday is just going to be a day. Just started out at 10 a.m. USA Netherlands. Roll it right into the Big 12 Championship at noon. Right into the big one, SEC Championship at four o'clock. UFC Orlando starts at seven. Then you get the Big Ten Championship on at eight on a side TV. I mean, right. smoke them if you got them, right? I mean, that big, is just what I'm talking about. Big day. Before we get into the fight, last divergence, very briefly. How are we Wait. feeling for Saturday? I feel great, man. Feeling I mean, great. Win or lose, we're in, and I think we're just going to win handily. I I agree that win or lose, we're in. I There's a world where LSU, the only way LSU has a chance is to get in, is to beat us. Oh, I no, I think they're, I think they're 100% you think out. They're, you think they, they're cooked either way? Oh, yeah, that loss to Texas A&M is, that, that's spelled over. You have three losses now. It's, it's impossible to get in. I guess. I guess, but then no, nah, you, you couldn't. You couldn't bet. I mean, Ohio if, State doesn't play this weekend, and they have one loss. There's no way they would jump them. I mean, I guess that's true. But then if we lose, then it's going to be what Michigan, Ohio State, us, TCU, still, or like just Ohio State slides in instead of USC. If we lose, if we lose, it gets really, it gets really weird from there. I think we'd probably. I think it might be all right. Say we lose, and then Michigan, TCU, and USC all win. I think we would still be in, but we would probably be the four seed at that point. Oh, that and doesn't matter if we if we're yeah. if if that's our final four, then I'm cool with it. Like that's that's the four, fine. The four would remain. We need TCU to win. Is my biggest thing. <laughs> really would like we TCU need, to win. We need USC to win Friday night. USC get a dub. Like if we get Georgia USC in Mercedes Benz, they have to travel across the country. We got to take an hour and a half bus ride. Gosh, kill them. I mean. Best. It would be really sick if TCU beat Michigan too. I mean, well, that would honestly, I'm I don't care either way. I might be more scared of TCU than I am of Michigan. <laughs> I, I would, I'd feel I, decent about our chances going into a uh, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC playoff. I I would feel exceptional, exceptional if those were our chances. Just this thing where we never lose again, man. Let me tell you, Connor, huge fan. Huge I, fan of never losing football. Games I don't know again. if you've seen our regular season schedule next year. Also, like we're likely to go twelve and zero there as well. Well, I think that we're probably likely to do that forever uh, moving forward. All dynasties you know? end, but yeah, for the foreseeable no, no, no. future. No, this is this good. is the future dynasty of all dynasties right here, baby. Can't uh, lose. All right. Enough about that. Now we can uh, now we can get on to these There's fights. probably some dude in England listening to this right now and is like, I literally don't know what these guys are talking about. I'm turning it off. Goodbye. Well, uh, England has zero SEC championships, so... That's true. That's step true. Step up your game, England. Uh, all right, let's do it. Main event. Welterweight bout. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson going up against Kevin Holland right now. You can get Kevin Holland for minus 155. Stephen Thompson coming back at plus one. 35 the over under is set at three and a half um this is an interesting matchup uh in my opinion 
I believe that this is actually a favorable matchup for Kevin Holland. Like lately, when we see him go up against these Derek Brunsons, against their or against the Marvin Vittori's, against the Hamzats, you know they're going to come in and try and wrestle him, try to grapple him. That's a that's a huge disadvantage for Kevin Holland. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is not going to do that. Uh, I mean, he is an excellent fighter. His skill set is incredibly high, but we know what he is likely to do in this situation. The Burns fight, the Bilal fight, we saw him struggle heavily in the ground game. And for once, I feel like Kevin Holland is is the much more well-rounded fighter in this situation. Um, I don't know that I would call him much more well-rounded. Yeah, maybe that's a stretch. That that might be, I would say, that might be a... Might be taking some liberties there. The but more I, well-rounded fighter. I agree. He is. He is probably the more well-rounded fighter. Uh, I don't think this is a great matchup for him, though. And I am. I'm. I have not yet made a bet on Stephen Thompson. I strongly want to. The thing holding me back is that he's forty. <laughs> you know, he's yes. he's about to be forty, and it's it's very hard for me to bet on a forty-year-old against a surging young kind of guy especially kind of but it's I, kevin holland isn't going to take stephen thompson down oh like i don't like he maybe can i get, think he might i think he can get like one it's not like i don't think he's going to get have repeated success scoring takedowns stephen thompson is not a bad defensive wrestler and kevin holland is not a good wrestler like maybe he can get one or two it's not but it's not going to be Bilal, you know just, yeah, it's definitely not going to be Bilal. Just but tackling like, him a hundred times or whatever. You you would have to think that the game, the ground game, is going to be part of Kevin Holland's tactics. I mean, like, I mean, you you would hope, but I mean, if you watch the also last two predicting Stephen Thompson fights, yeah, but predicting what Kevin Holland's going to do <laughs> feels like it's a fool's game. errand. Uh, it is a dangerous <laughs> game. Uh, I mean, yeah, you you mentioned it. Stephen Thompson is forty. He so Kevin Holland is going to be ten years younger than him. He's going to have a three-inch height advantage and a six-inch uh, reach advantage. Now, I, Thompson is, you know, if if the fight stays at range, if it if it's just, you know, karate-style striking, obviously this is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's fight to lose. But I actually do. I I think that Kevin Holland is is going to get weird. I, I watched the Charlie Ontiveros fight, which obviously ended weird with the with the head slam, broke his neck type type deal, but. It felt like as soon as stuff got weird for Kevin Holland, as soon as like things looked sketchy, because Charlie Ontiveros can't put people out, he immediately shot for takedowns. Uh, I really would not be surprised if if he tried to take this to the ground on several occasions. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried. I'd be like, I just don't know that he's going to succeed. Like that's if, if you told me, yeah, Kevin Holland is going to succeed with takedowns. I'm like, sure, he's going to win this fight. I I have no idea if he is or not. And on the feet, like, it's not a whitewash. Like, Kevin Holland's very competitive on the feet. And maybe Kevin Holland can just land, like, a big shot a la Darren Till, and then that that gets the judges. But if if Kevin Holland can't score takedowns, I think this fight would favor Steven Thompson even at 40. Like, just he's really good at managing distance, setting setting his angles, his traps. And Kevin Holland is, is a more dangerous striker, but... I don't know. Like Jeff Neal is a hell of a striker, really good fighter. We we've oh, seen yeah. that now. And Stephen Thompson just had, had a, on him. Yeah, it's for five rounds, twenty five minutes. Yeah, and it's like I don't. I 
if this to me is a total dogger pass fight. Like I cannot trust Kevin Holland with my money at at you know minus one fifty. Like there's just not. I don't know that I trust Stephen Thompson, frankly. Um, at the just because he's forty, and that's like again, that's the biggest touch point for me to not bet him. But I, I'm in full dogger pass mode on this one. Uh, I actually did play the favorite. I played Kevin Holland. Uh, I got a sprinkle in on him early, uh, very early when he was still plus money. But I'm I I played him again at minus one fifty. That'll be you know what I'm posting here. Uh, yeah, I mean. I'm just going to trust them. I'm going to trust in a uh, trailblazer uh, to do this. Maybe that's a, you know, a fruitless endeavor. Uh, the clock's doing it again, by the way. And the second I looked over, it stopped. I saw it in my peripherals. This Love is- it. Just got to hunt, hunt with the peripherals, buddy. Just stay, stay frosty out there. Yeah. I'm starting to really believe this, there might be a little haunting going on. I saw it in the, in, <laughs> yeah, just right over my computer screen. <laughs> do you have I'm just anything- going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to say he goes, he he goes out there and, and get some takedowns. I just like, I can't imagine if he has any coach out there, like just being like, yeah, let's just 25 minutes striking war. Let's do it. Like, I feel like you either get the takedowns or you knock them out. That's how you win. Say this goes to a decision. Say he goes to a decision and there's one takedown landed the whole fight. It could be a 49-46. Stephen one boy Thompson win. Yeah, and I think Holland can knock him out. Like that's a thing that could happen. I just I have no confidence in what this fight is going to look like or, or how it's going to play out. So I am not on an action. If I were, it would be Thompson. I do have uh, the little Connor Burke special. Oh, yeah, oh, give me that. Over one and a half Give me as, that. A, as okay. a leg of a parlay. Minus 285. Like, honestly, pretty solid price for, for this fight. Especially Not terrible, if, dude. Especially if you're thinking Holland's going to score takedowns. Like, yeah, not- also, also, yeah, like, Kevin Holland is a pretty durable dude. I know last time out, obviously, it didn't last long, but I feel like that was a, you know, a different kind of circumstance. So is like, Steven Thompson. He's been knocked out once. Facts. And... Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is not the biggest KO artist out here. He is no, not, not the a biggest, huge one. Not the biggest finisher. I mean, he he hasn't finished anyone since February of 2016, almost seven years ago. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't mind that over one and a half play at all. Sorry. Yeah. No. I just in the parlay, I thought about taking go, fight goes to decision at plus 150, uh, just because I don't know. That feels live. Feels really live. Frankly, Kevin Kevin Holland is a chaotic fighter, though he is. But if he's going to not be chaotic because he's going to shoot for takedowns, then goes to decision feels super live. So there are a couple of things that are like interesting to me. I'm just on that over as a parlay leg at the moment, though. It should be an interesting fight. Can we can we give some respect to Kevin Holland too on the on the activity? This is going to be his 17th fight since his Contender Series debut in 2018. Yeah. Uh, Fights at say, least three times every year. I say this all the time. Uh, the UFC is really bad at building stars, and fighters seem to be inherently bad at becoming stars themselves for the most part. This is how you do it. Like everything else, you, like you need some other mixes in the in the ingredients as well. You know, you need to have personality, etc. Mostly, you just need to be on people's TV screens like a ton. Because that, how did Hamzat become a star? He fought four times in the span of like a month and he yelled a bunch and then he turned in great performances. And so it was Beyond like, this kid's the future and everybody saw him fight 
a bunch. So then there's a touch point in people's head. Oh, that's that dude who's beating the shit out of everybody like in 2020. Exactly. Be, just, be on people's TV screen this. a ton and have exciting fights. Yeah. And like that's that's the recipe right there. Plus Kevin Holland has a has a pretty fun personality. Yeah, he's well. got a personality. And like that's that's how, all he did. It's all he did was he had fun fights, he talked a little bit of shit, and he fought a lot. And it's he's not Connor, but he is a known commodity. And if, so young fighters, if you're trying to be a star, do those three things, you got a better chance than most. All right. Well, uh, that's the main event right now. Your dogger pass. I'm I'm on Trailblazer, and uh, we'll see what happens. Very interesting fight in the welterweight division. Should be pretty fun to watch. Next up, we'll stay in the welterweight division for the co-main event. It is Rafael Dos Anjos going up against Brian Barbarena. Right now, you can get Dos Anjos for minus five forty. Barbarena coming back at plus four twenty. Um, I parlayed up RDA at minus four hundred. I mean. I think if he just stays disciplined and and doesn't engage in a brawl that Barbarena just loves to do. I mean, if you just watch any Barbarena fight, it feels like he's always engaging in brawls, especially that uh, last fight with Lawler. I think if he just doesn't engage in that, I mean, this should be his fight all day to lose. I just think he's the better fighter. He has he has the, the better grappling chops. He can mix it up more. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like he just gets this done. Full full agreement. Um. I because Barbarin is so tough, uh, durable dude, and RDA's lost a bit of his fastball. It's only three rounds. Uh, instead of taking RDA, RDA as a parlay piece, I propped him uh, by decision at minus one thirty-five. But yeah, nice. this is this is just going to be classic RDA pressure takedowns, pressure and takedowns, uh, body kicks, pressure and takedowns, and just grind out fifteen minutes. Uh, I doubt Barbarino will win more than a minute of this fight total. Just a, a full-on showing from from the former lightweight champ. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think we're. I think most people are in agreement with this one. Uh, I will be watching it closely though, because if uh, if RDA and them do just just start brawling like madmen, definitely gonna get nervous. Yeah, Cheeks are going to clench up a little bit. RDA is just not a guy to brawl like a madman. Like, that's just yeah. not what what he does. Also, can we just talk very briefly? This fight's weird as shit, right? It's kind of a weird matchup, huh? Yeah, like, RDA is the is like a, a top 10 lightweight in the UFC's rankings. And so he's just taking a welterweight fight against... Sure, a guy on a three-fight win streak. But Brian Barbrain is not... He's not close to being ranked. Like he's not. I mean, I guess maybe he is close just because he beat Robbie Lawler, who's probably on the fringes. But this is just a weird. I don't know who this fight serves. I don't know what this fight's about or who it's for. It's just a fight. I wish I could tell you, man. Uh, over one and a half isn't a terrible play there. If we're getting into a chalky parlay, uh, I'm holding out for like the ultimate chalk, like a three leg minus two hundred of. Uh, Tuivasa Pavlovich doesn't go to a decision, and then uh, Ducote Hill and Cortez Chibas both over one and a half. I mean, we're talking shock McShockington. Yeah, this is that is school board chalk right there. Jeez. <laughs> Does it lose though? Uh, probably because we're not allowed to have fun things, Connor. Uh, all right. 
I know something that isn't going to lose, and uh, it takes place in this next fight. It is still on the main card. and What could uh, it be? It's a fight between Mateus Nicolau and Matt Schnell. Uh, if you're familiar with the names, then you know that fight is taking place in the flyweight division. 125 pounds and under. 125. I think you know what that means. Played it as soon as it opened. I got it at plus 120. Matt Schnell is a man of the people. Matt Schnell is a man of no bets barred nation. Seven of his 11 UFC fights have gone under the two and a half. Uh, I mean, like, he just does it. He just makes fights chaotic, and and he goes in there, and he makes sure that they don't go over two and a half. Uh, He loves collecting UFC cards, too. He's big on that. Uh, I mean, how can you not love the guy? I mean, I'm all in on him. Yeah, Mateus Nicolau, sure, he goes to decisions, but... Like kind whatever. of a lot, but whatever. We got it's Schnell fine. in there. We got, we got Schnell. Schnell. And Nikolov's a man with two Japanese neckties on his resume. Like, how are you? This is a Japanese businessman, and he is going to do the business for us. Under two and a half. Easy game. Simplest bet on the card, frankly. I mean, I watched zero tape to make this bet. Didn't, didn't, need, didn't need it. I already Just, know how this works. Aim and fire, you know what's going on. Uh, I did parlay up Nikolai at minus 335. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I just kind of think that he's like... That feels frisky. Ooh, I, I, you think Schnell. I, I did kind of think Schnell, but man, why, going back and watching, like, Sumadarji doesn't have a torn ACL going into that fight. Uh, Matt Schnell's probably not walking out of there with his hand raised. It looked like on multiple occasions... Uh, that the ref was going to stop it in favor of Suma Darji. Uh, he's just been on a kind of He's just of a got that dog in him. Schnell's just got he, that dog, baby. He does have the dog in him. The x-rays came out. There is a dog in there. Uh, just overall, I mean, Nikola, I just like, I just think he has him covered everywhere. Like, I just think he is is better in the striking. I think he's better in the grappling. I think he's better defensively. Uh, and yeah, hopefully it's just a, a crazy chaotic fight. Uh, I hope so too. Chaos would be ideal for for both our sakes. I don't have any action beyond, besides the under because why would you? You know, you've got one guaranteed win. Just just take that, move on to the, well, to think, my next guaranteed excitement, even if not a win. I was gonna say excitement. I I do think if it does go to a decision, then then Nikolai is likely getting his hand raised. So I guess like a emotional edge. I don't know. Well, you know, I, I I don't need it. I know we're getting to finish. Japanese necktie, first one in UFC history, coming up next. All right, let's keep it rolling. Probably the fight I'm most looking forward to on the card. I oh, absolutely so cannot wait for this. This uh, is the people's main event. It has to be. Dude. I'm comfortable I mean, with them not giving this a main event stat because we don't. this doesn't need five rounds. There's no way this needs five rounds. No, there's like absolutely no way. It's a heavyweight bout. Tai Tuivasa taking on Sergei Pavlovich. Right now, you can get Pavlovich for minus 200. Tuivasa coming back at plus 170. Over-under is set at one and a half, and this number has tanked. What what did you take the over at? Uh, the over is plus 175. Wow. wow. So, so I'm on under one and a half. I am, I am just blatantly fading you here. I hate to say that's, it. That's, uh, you you got to do what you got to do, but you're going to be did, sad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have an electric. Day. You talk about an electric bet. This is going to be an electric bet. These guys have a combined 17 UFC fights. Neither has ever completed a takedown. 13 of their 17 fights have not gone over the one and a half. You talk about swang and bang for the area. This is a fight. 
that they are going to come out here and swang and bang. It is going to be whoever touches who first. That's pretty much how this one is going to go. It's uh, it's electric. I'm, I couldn't be more. Best fight on the card. My favorite bet every weekend, the heavyweight over, most electric bet in combat sports. And I also, I don't know about you, Connor, but I, I, I had a feeling that we might be simpatico here. Because, sure, Sergey Pavlovich, yes. big, strong dude, big, big man. Please, swing, looks like big, Ivan Drago. Looks like he's hammers. straight out of a Rocky movie. Yeah, just a uh, comically large ge- gentleman. Terrifying. Hits very, very hard. Reach of a boa constrictor, 84 inches. But you know who just, who doesn't give a shit about any of that? <laughs> Does not care at all. Couldn't care less is is Bam Bam Tattoo Ivasa. Uh, because doesn't like- this man, I don't know if you know this, I don't know if you remember, uh, Derek Lewis, most KOs in UFC history. Black Beast, one of the hardest punches I've ever seen in my life. Tattoo Ivasa was just like, here, Ate him. Just I'm going to eat those lunch boxes. I'm going to throw right back. And, you know, that that's where this comes down to me. I know for with 1,000% certainty that Tai Tuivasa can take a punch from Sergey Pavlov. I know that. Uh, I know yeah. that in my heart. He might not be able to take 100 of them. We saw Ciroghan eventually got him out of there. And, like, but, let's let's talk about, like, dude, he took a beating before that fight finally got called. And he caught Ciroghan bad oh. at one point. Yeah, like he he really I looked like he was gonna finish Silgon. He impressed the shit out of me as like a plus five hundred dog. His most impressive fight, bar none, like bar none. Uh and in a loss. And that's the thing. I know that Bam Bam can take a shot, at least one, probably a few. I have no idea if Sergey Pavlovich can take a shot from Bam Bam, because not many people can. Not many people can. And so when I looked at this and the the betting line. Is somehow plus one eighty for Tai Tuivasa. Never seen better value in my life. I'm on the underdog. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because not not just everything that you just said, but also if you can go to sleep at night with your conscience laying money on Sergey Pavlovich minus two hundred over Bam Bam over our guy Tai Tuivasa for the area. Like, if you don't want to cheer for Tai Tuivasa, if you don't want to see him starch this dude flat and then get up on the cage and do a nasty shoey, like, we just and aren't... go to Disney World. We aren't on the same page. Disney World is absolutely happening. Like, that's the only reason he took this fight. We broke that down before. That's the only reason he took the UFC Paris fight, so he could go to Disney World Paris. Like, those are just clear things. Like, I played Tai Tuivasa. You said plus 180. I guess I was dumb here. I took him at plus 145. Well, no, I would have thought, at the time, I would have thought, I would have been like, there's no way this line moves further to Pavlovich. That's what I said. I took him at plus 145. uh, And then when the KO prop came out, I'm not going to lie, I hit this as soon as it opened. I was shocked. I was expecting like a plus 200. I was like, I'll throw some more cheddar on on KO at plus 200. I got it at plus 350. Threw another half unit on that guy. Uh, I mean... I'm on the under, like a, a tight got Tuivasa. plus 215 is the current prop oh, uh, that I got the KO at. I, so so I, I beat it. you on the straight action, not on the KO prop. Yeah, yeah. I, I lost on on tie straight, uh, one on the KO prop. I was I was really shocked at, at how that opened. Ty's the man. I'm doing a shoey or two on Saturday. There's got just it. no doubt about it. I say shoey. I meant shoey Vasa, the official 
uh, drinking merchandise of Tai Tuivasa. I will be doing that several times. I mean, gotta. It's a banger, dude. It's a banger. I want to ride with my guy. Like, it's just that easy. Let's get a nice, clean knockout where we don't even take that much damage and let's get him on the Perth card. I love it. It's beautiful. Also, last thing on this fight, because we're, oh, well, first, Wolfpack Wager, just just in case we were unclear. Oh, oh, oh. We're doing a lot of barking on Saturday, I can tell you that much. A lot of barking. Go, dogs. Uh, last thing on this, though, is who. Who is laying minus 200 on Sergey Pavlovich? There are people, I who, guess. Who? If, listeners, if you are one of them, I want you to reach out. Hit, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, if, if before this show came out, you were like, Sergey Pavlovich minus 200, got to. C- come at me. Because I got to talk to you. I got to understand what in your head is like, I feel very confident laying minus two. On on Sergey Pavlovich here, that makes that's no sense. I, feel. I never want to shame someone for their bet. If if you I'm really not shaming them, I want to know. Yeah, I am if, genuinely curious what they can b- see that makes them confident yeah. in minus two hundred. That if, number is large. If Pavlovich, you know, gets the first round knockout, I'm sure everyone's going to run to us on Twitter and you know gloat and all that. Dude, that's fine. Do it. The, you behind the hindsight betters are are my absolute favorite. You know, they'll hide in a cave until their bet wins and then they come out banging their chest. Uh you gotta have that same energy pre-fight as well. Yes, dude. Like this fight, sure, Sergey Pavlovich, huge reach advantage, nice win streak of first round knockouts and everything. At the end of the day, dude, these are two heavyweights that absolutely chuck them. They just throw them. They can knock anybody out. And it just comes down to who hits whose button first. These guys aren't going to take down. These guys aren't going to go for takedowns. They're not going to try and wrestle. They're just going to throw them until someone goes down. And who catches who first? That's all it comes down to. I mean, yeah, I just, I I was stunned at at this line. This line is maybe the most shocking line of the entire card to me. There's one other that's in that that is uh is in contention for that claim, but I thought this fight would be a pick'em, like if not tie as a favorite, and then for this to be this, it is just. I mean, he's athletically underrated, dude. Guy can slip punches, he can counter, he can take a punch like no one's business. For the area, sure. bro. That's, that's all it comes it. down to. For the area, let's, let's get it go, done, Bam baby. Bam. Oh man, it's gonna be so sick if he wins. Like, yeah, it's the best. That's a guy that like I want to cash bets on. Like, there's cool. some people that I take bets. I'm like, yeah, if it wins, what sick. Do we, what do we think he's walking out to? Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, he switches it up. Every he time. does. He mixes it up. I don't know. I got. I didn't think about this until right now. What his walkout's gonna be? There's nothing more legendary than like the after party. I would say maybe the Rocky theme throws. song. Oh, that would be so since sick. He's, since he's Ivan fighting Drago. the MMA's Ivan Drago. Uh, I mean, there's nothing more legendary than those posts. Like, Taito Ivasa doesn't have an after party like the day of. He goes on like a three, four week bender after his fights, win or lose. I love it. Yeah, it's the best way to celebrate. You know, long fight camp. Gotta gotta get ready, get dialed. Here we go. And no better place to celebrate than the happiest place on earth, baby. You know he's going there. You know he's going there. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. Middleweight bout. Jack Hermanson. Going up against Roman Delice. Delice coming in on short notice. Hermanson right now can be at for minus 190. Delice plus 160. Short notice. Pretty big step up in competition. If Delice can get this done, especially in the fashion that he's been doing lately, like, 
feel like his, Got his a star contender power, here. like, yeah, like really begins to rise. Yeah. I mean, if he can, got ourselves a contender on hand. I have no idea if he can or not. I, I will just, I, I'll lead us off and say, I don't have any action. Um, I was briefly tempted by Delize, uh just because I think he's pretty underrated. Um, and, and we might be seeing a guy ascend. And I, I certainly think we've seen the best Hermanson has to offer at this point. But the short notice uh, really, really makes it tough for me to feel confident on Delize. So it's a dogger pass and I'm I'm passing just in general. Yeah, I actually played Hermanson uh, when the line was a little bit shorter. I played him at minus 150. Uh yeah, the short notice, the step up in competition, like Hermanson has been in there with some of the killers in this division. Uh, I felt like he showed improvement last time out in his striking uh, against Chris Curtis. Obviously, if Delice tries to wrestle, we know Hermanson hasn't there. I mean, he was he was preparing for Derek Brunson. Um, yeah, I just feel like this is going to be kind of just like a vet too soon, short notice. You look back and it's just like, yeah, you know, not the best circumstances for Delice. I kind of feel like it's a win-win for Roman, though. Like, if he comes out here and gets a knockout, sick. If he loses, people are like, I mean, he stepped in on short notice against, like, a UFC veteran. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if he wins, obviously, it's great. I think a loss a loss isn't catastrophic, but Delizia is also not, not. catastrophic, dude. But Yeah, but the thing is, he's also not a spring chicken, you know? He's 34. Like, his, he needs to be very intentional with his fights, uh, and so I think losing here is a setback and and I don't know how many setbacks a 34 year old can can really reasonably suffer if they're trying to make a real run at, at contention so uh, there's downside to taking this on short notice pretty clearly for me uh and that's the biggest factor I think if this was full camp I'd feel a little more confident in an underdog bet on Delize so I think the line I, would probably be shorter too probably if, would uh, be if, it, if there was a full camp, I, I probably would just be staying away, period, if this had been a full camp. Yeah, I've just decided to stay away, period, in general. I have no real, real true reader under... I can't visualize exactly how this fight looks in my head. And so I'm like, oh, we're out. Well, don't don't need to. I have plenty of bet, plenty of action down on this card. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. It is another middleweight bout. Eric Anders taking on... Kyle Dawkins right now. You can get Dawkins for minus 200. Anders coming back at plus 185. I... Uh, do you want me to bet on a former Alabama football player that dogs win the SEC championship? It seems um, ambitious, to say the least. And that's not happening. I can just tell you right now, that's not happening. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just not going to do that. Also, honors. I mean, he's three and seven in his last ten with one no contest. If you just watch his fights, like he's he's low volume. Uh, he hasn't landed more than 65 strikes in five years in the UFC. I mean, he's a it's a good stat, decent wrestler. Like, doesn't really handle the jiu-jitsu game well. I I'm playing Dawkins really just to fade Alabama, uh, but also I I think he gets it done. Oh, I, I, I I respect I the fading Alabama strategy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're really going deep there, but like, I just <laughs> I could not trust honors with my money even at plus 185. Yeah, so this is uh, similar to the last middleweight bout. Um, only the inverse where I there's a 0% world where I can trust Eric Anders. Uh, I just don't love the price on on Kyle Dawkins. Like it, it's not awful, but... Did I, have his orbital bone broken by Roman Delita last yeah, time? Or yeah. Got his whole face fractured. He, he sure did. And then, you know, Jamie Pickett's Jamie Pickett. 
the Kevin Holland fiasco, lost to Phil Dawes or Phil Hawes. It's just I don't feel confident putting my money on Dawkins, and I there is no way I can dog bet like Eric Anders. Like that's just an insane thing. So I just looked at the middleweight fights on this car. I was like, I'm just not going to bet them because that's where I get myself into trouble. I'm going to find myself in trouble this weekend. I've got a. A little bit more action than I intended to. You, when you hit me and <laughs> telling me, I was like, that is so many bets. And I get it. Like, this is a quality card, but that is, you have a lot of bets down. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nine bets. It's going to end up at three parlays after I get my chalky overs and doesn't go to the distance. Got a couple one championship bets we'll get into at the end, too. Let's go. All right, let's get to the prelims and let's rip through these bad boys. Let's start with some straw weights. Angela Hill taking on Emily Ducote. Right now, you can have Angela Hill for even money and Emily Ducote coming back at minus 120. I've got nothing on this, but I'm holding out for that chalky over. That chalky over one and a half, minus 750, minus 800. That's that's what I'm talking about. But other than oh, that, I got nothing on lo- this. Love that chalky <laughs> over. Uh, I have two bets on this one. So the first, uh, Hill Ducote goes to goes to decision minus three sixty. That's leg two of the parlay paired in with uh, the Thompson Holland over one and a half. These women don't; just, they they simply do not get finished. I think in their combined like forty eight or fifty fights, they have three three loss three finish losses between them. They. Both very durable. Neither are huge finishers in their own right. This is just going to go to the cards. Feel really confident in that. Uh, and then I took a, a shot on uh, Emily Ducote. Uh At minus 120, I would have preferred maybe a better price, obviously. But this is kind of me fading Angie. Uh, and I hate to say it because great personality. You love it. Everybody loves Angela Hill. How can you not? She is 37, going about to be 38. Uh, in a division where you cannot age gracefully, frankly. Like, that just isn't how strawweight works. Dakota is not the greatest fighter in the world, but uh, I kind of view this fight looking a lot like Angela Hill, Tisha Torres. Dakota is going to work at a very high rate, uh, and Angela, I think Angela Hill is just never going to get going. Uh, you know, maybe when when the deeper props come out, you could convince me to bet uh, Dakota by split decision because... There's one thing Angela Hill loves. It's losing by split decision. Oh, one of her favorite a, activities of all time. Absolutely loves it. Yeah. So uh, if that line drops and there's it's some big juicy number, I might you know I might throw another one on there. But in general, I just feel like Dakota's going to outwork her, and Angela Hill's she's too old. I'm doing a lot of fading old people on this card, Connor. Got to be honest. Ages. We got a lot of old people. Ages Jed here hates old ages, people. Ages Jed. Uh, I I don't hate old people. I don't believe in their ability to win fist fights at 115 pounds. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I guess let's keep it rolling on the on the aging wonders train. <laughs> uh, next up, it's a lightweight bout. You got Clay Guida going up against Scott Holtzman <clears throat> right now. You can get Holtzman for minus 150. Guida coming back at plus 130. Uh, what what do you got here? More you're not on you're not on this fight. No, that in that just blows my mind. What but, you think I should be on Guida? No, you think I should I, be on Holtzman? Yes, when I said that you know the Tai Tuivasa line was the weirdest line, I, the a contender is I expected Scott Holtzman. 
Look, Scott Holtzman is 39 years old. Yes. He is old. an old man. Yes. His last two losses are to Matush Gamrot and Benil Dariush. I don't know if you heard of them. Both dudes are pretty damn good. Like, and he was doing, like, he had moments against Dariush. Like, Dariush had some had some trouble there for a minute before he got the spinning back fist KO. Clay Guida is 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 40. He's about to be 41. About to be a hundred and seven. I like he is so washed, dude. Like, I don't understand. Like, he has pulled some wins out because he fought Michael Johnson, who I think we talk about later, and he pulled out a, an RNC, but he is he is cooked. He is all the way done, done. I could not believe that this line was only minus 150. And maybe this is insane. And maybe next week we'll get on here and be like, wow, Jed, you put a lot of faith in Scott Holtzman, who's not like a great fighter. Clay Guida is the washedest man of all time, and I'm getting minus 150 to bet against him with like a good athlete? Hell yeah. Took Scott Holtzman. I feel great about it. Most confident bet on the card? Yes, it is. I'm not betting more money on it just because like it it seems ridiculous to me to bet like multiple units on Scott Holtzman in general. But in my head, I cannot like this is the widest widest between where a line is and where it should be for me on this card. What would you line Scott Holtzman at? I thought he'd be minus five hundred. Like no no joke. I genuinely thought he'd be minus five hundred. All right. So fight. should I lock in Scott Holtzman right now? Like you're making a fairly good sale for it. It's I don't I I can't tell you how to go because I'm not going to pretend like I did a ton of tape study on on how they line up stylistically here. This was I mean, when you're I saying looked, that a minus 150 should be minus 500. I genuinely think that like when I looked at it, I was like, okay, because that's how I do my bets. Like I, I make lines before I look at what the betting lines are largely just as a guideline to be like, okay, like I think this will probably be here. This will probably be here. And so then when I look at what the actual lines are, I can be like, well, I'm very, I have a huge gap on this. Let's go look into this and see where I did it wrong. In my head, I was like, I don't know. I think Scott Holtz is going to be like minus 500. And then it's it's super not. All right, Scott Holtzman minus one fifty. Let's throw a unit and a half down on him. I I just it it sh- I if he loses I will be the dumbest man in the world I guess. But I know I just, we're gonna we will make you eat crow next week on the show. I cannot wait for this. Absolutely I'm can. I'm locked in on the ageless wonder that is Scott Holtzman what? against the washed worthless according to Jed Clay Guida. I, you know, I was going to say that that is not how I described it, but you know what? Let's, let's, let's just go ahead and say, because look, also, if you're going to feel great on Saturday when they walk out, because Scott Holtzman may be 40, but that man is body beautiful, baby. Just looks great getting off the bus. Body beautiful bet. (laughs) Looks great getting off the bus is all I'm saying. When I'm 40, if I can look half that good, I would be enthused. Uh, all right. Scott Holtzman, I love the enthusiasm. I've just locked in another bet. Bring it to Hot 10 sauce, singles. baby. Let's go. Back-to-back weeks of 10 singles for old CB over here. If, uh, if you go perfect except for this bet, I'll feel so terrible. <laughs> I can promise you that's not going to happen. I, I actually, like, last week was one of those weeks where going into it, I felt pretty damn good about my bets, and, like, it worked out well. This week, 
I can see where I start getting into treacherous waters. <laughs> okay. Hey, but at least you know you see it coming. Not gonna not gonna change, not gonna do anything different. Just gonna steer oh. into the storm. It, there you go. I'm on a pretty hot, hot streak right now. I can I can stand to, to sacrifice up, a couple units in the name of of some fun. Let's keep it going though. It is a lightweight bout. Michael Johnson, the aforementioned Michael Johnson taking on Mark D. Casey right now. You can get Mark the Bone Crusher for minus three oh five. Michael Johnson coming back at plus two. 55 that parlay i mentioned with rda i added mark day casey to it wrestle that's it uh, that, that that's all your coaching points that's, <laughs> that's my whole coaching points wrestle 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 let's not make this fun let's make it boring let's make boring bone crusher come back last four wins he's got 26 takedowns on attempted 40 uh i mean listen if the takedowns aren't there uh, yeah, I mean, this fight could could really start to switch up. But if the takedowns are there, I think this is going to be a uh, fairly one-sided, fairly boring Marty Casey dominant decision win. Man, we are at odds a lot this week. Let's uh, go. I'm taking Michael Johnson. Uh, I, I don't it. feel I don't feel good about it. I want to be extremely clear. Uh, all the confidence and feel goods I had in the last bet ain't none of them here because I bet on Michael Johnson. And how could any man in the world feel incredibly confident betting on Michael Johnson? 20 and 18. I know he is better than that. I know he is better than 20 and 18, but yeah, but like in some ways he's, he's the lightweight Eric Anders, you know, like he should be better than maybe he is. And you really shouldn't feel confident even. And this is how Vegas wins. This is how they win. They get you to bet because I can't help but see the traits and be like, man, look at the highs for Michael Johnson. And the other end of it too, man. I don't, I don't trust Mark Dykeese at all. Like I don't trust that man even a little bit. And I know that he has looked good recently, but he has not looked good against like the greatest competition in the world. And if he can't get takedowns, like you said, this fight gets real frisky. And I maybe he probably can. And then this is that this will be a stupid bet. Michael Johnson has historically been solid at defending takedowns. Not the greatest takedown defender in the world, but I mean, we're we're looking at a guy who still has a seventy nine percent takedown defense rate For over sure. a lot of years, and he is. I think he is definitely the more dangerous striker. Uh, a lot, a lot more speed in the hands, a lot more pop in the punches, and I just kind of think that he's going to be able to stuff enough takedowns to make it interesting. Certainly at this price point, so. Uh, he's actually at plus 260 right now. Ooh. The money keeps coming in on uh, Daikizi. I don't know if that's going to maintain or, or I think it probably what. will. My guess think- is, yeah, I was going to say, my guess is that it will, and you could wait a little bit and get Johnson you know, at an even steeper price, but I just locked him in at 260 for a shot. The good news is you'll kind of know pretty oh, early Immediately. Like, immediately. Like if if D. Casey just blasts a double leg and and like takes him down and and just holds him down for most of the first round, it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he's got the more powerful hands, but uh, I'm 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 looking for an Alan Patrick uh, kind of fight from from Michael yeah, Johnson. Stick you know? to the game plan here, Bone yeah. Crusher. Let's that's my that's my this is my like Alan feels like a friend. I know that Alan Patrick is Brazilian, but Alan feels like a French way to say Alan Mark. With the C feels very French, you know. I'm, okay. I'm hoping Michael Johnson can just beat Frenchified names. I like that. I like you know? that. Look, I'm I'm digging for reasons beyond the fact that I don't trust Mark Dykeese and 
I can't quit Michael Johnson for some reason. Uh, yeah, I mean, Just if can't you, quit him. Uh, yeah, I think what what would it be if you if you played a hundred dollars on uh, Michael Johnson his last six oh, fights? I usually oh I haven't done it for the last six. I usually uh, I usually do these before fights. Uh, or I see like what their what the ROI on betting fighters is, just because it's like a interesting dynamic to look at. I bet that you're still ahead in Michael Johnson in his UFC career. Oh, UFC career, maybe, maybe. I mean, his, certainly not his last six fights, his, just because of his one in five. But and he, and he won as a minus one fifty favorite. Yeah, but his overall so career, he had some big like that. Dustin Poirier, I bet, um, and maybe plus one fifty. He was only plus one fifty for that. Which is shocking because that comes middle, uh, like you're in the middle of a lost streak sandwich. That's true. Also, was the one Artem Lobov win, I bet, doesn't, uh, I bet, bet the Artem Lobov fight doesn't come with, with a lot, <laughs> with a lot of uh, value on it. But, yeah, he, you know, Barbosa, like underdog to Barbosa. Joe Lozon, plus 220. Yeah, like I, I think you're still actually ahead with him just because he's had a lot of underdog wins. Yeah. Tony uh, Ferguson plus two seventy. I was gonna say Tony Ferguson, like Shane that, that's Roller a big plus two ten. I, I think you're still ahead if you bet a hundred bucks on him every time out. I think you've got a slight, a slight. Dude, he's been edge. in the UFC for for ever. a lifetime, just a lifetime, <laughs> forever, man. Like 2010 is when he made his debut on the Ultimate Fighter. I was yeah. a sophomore in high school. Lost to James Krause in 08. <laughs> Just Shout forever. Out to James Krause. James uh, Krause. He's got a fighter on this card. He will not be there, will he? I don't know. We don't want to get back into this because we still have fights to talk about, man. There's yeah. a shitload of them this we week. We do. And we're coming up on the hour mark and we're not even halfway through the prelims. Next up, men's featherweight bout, Darren the Danger Elkins. Matt Damage Schnell or Danger Schnell? Uh, I think he's Danger. So we've got the danger. Yeah, we've, we've got, got the damage the and we've danger. got danger. Yes, we've got the damage and danger. Yeah, if if it's hard to remember the damage, just look at Darren Elkins' chest yeah. uh, and then you can remember. <laughs> there it is. Uh, he's going up against JSP, Jonathan Pierce. Right now you can get Pierce for minus 450. Elkins plus 350. You got anything on this one? Uh, I do. So I have Jonathan Pierce in parlay. Just Sweet, me too. Tell the people why we did that. Uh, because Jonathan Pierce is a much better fighter than Darren Elkins at this stage of their careers. Um, you think JSP is going to wrestle? I don't know. Maybe he could. I, I kind of think he can win this fight in any manner in which he chooses. Oh, just, I was actually joking. He's he lands like seven takedowns every fifteen minutes. Yeah, but he also so. might like not just because they don't know if he needs to. Like he might just outbox Darren Elkins because yeah, Elkins is kind of dangerous on the ground too. Yeah, like they're grappling with Darren Elkins is certainly the better outcome for Darren Elkins, even if it's still probably a really bad one. Like it's a guy just, I think Jonathan Pierce can win this fight in any fashion he wants. And thus, I don't know, like he's going to wrestle some, I don't know if it's going to be his normal. Let me just, and it probably will. Cause it, you know, you fight to your style. I mean, his last four fights, four takedowns, six takedowns, six takedowns, five takedowns. Like the guy loves getting takedowns. Sixty yeah. percent accuracy. Too. I mean, he. It's, it, it, there's just no world where he doesn't win this. Frankly, so I've got him as the third leg to my parlay that I've mentioned with the Hill Dakota goes to decision. Thompson Holland over one and a half. Uh, all three of those pay out at plus one ten together. I also just strongly kind of wanted to do. Uh, 
Pierce uh, parlayed up with Scott Holtzman, uh, even though just because in my head, Darren Elk- Elkins and Clay Guida are the same guy. They're the exact same fighter. They've been around for a hundred thousand years, wrestle grinder, tough outs at high volume, etc. They're both a, a billion years old and will lose. And so I wanted to just do the fade, the old wrestler parlay, but Holtzman somehow was only minus 150, so I threw Pierce into my other parlay. And add Holtzman to every single parlay this week. Just every every single you take, just add Scott Holtzman and make it a two-leg parlay. Oh, but then if Clay Guida like wins by DQ, I'm going to hate my life. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It would be I, just, so I just love, like, I would never have guessed when we were about to start recording that you're like, just like lock like stone cold confidence would be on scott holtzman just click we just bad he's old and bad <laughs> i don't know hey just jed hey <laughs> just jed don't bring your grandparents around jed mishu folks we've got a lot of old people on this card by the way just a ton of yeah. old bodies yeah like, a, lot, I, a lot of people celebrating 40 soon we're betting on freaking uh it is shocking to me by the way that we are that I'm betting on RDA but it's also because in my head I know that Brian Barberina is somehow know, only 33 I know, he I know. is 46 Brian Barberina should not be 4 years older than me Brian Barberina Brian Barberina should be, be younger than me <laughs> Brian Barberina could be my dad I'll say it right now I don't care if he's only 4 years older than me Brian Barberina could be my father just Absolutely. I, it blows my mind that he is that much younger. In our the guy had merch at one point and it was lunchboxes, like steel lunchboxes, like he was the heavyweight champ in 1940. Like, I, get, I how is it. he 33? There's someone's faking this. He's Benjamin Button. Yeah, I don't I don't believe it whatsoever. He made his UFC debut when he was 56 and now he's just aged back to 33. Yeah, just Hey, if he keeps doing it, that's a great way to make a run to a title if he just gets younger somehow. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I cannot believe it. Also, his topology picture is, it goes hard, bro, with the red, with the blood streaked across. Looks like, oh, you know, like a I need to, I need to pull thing. up old, uh, old Brian Barberina. Also, I just, I, I thought about it and I couldn't do it for obvious reasons. There's a Bam Bam parlay to be had on this fight card. Bam Bam Tai Tuivasa, Bam Bam Brian Barberena. Wow. Both underdogs. I, wow. It, 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 it really, I'm very interested in it just from a uh, gimmicky standpoint because, I mean, let me let me figure out exactly what that looks like from a- Gotta uh, be huge. Gotta be I, huge. I mean, it, I would suspect. I'll do that while you tell us. Do you have anything else to speak on YJSP? Oh my God, it's so big. Uh, over a thousand for sure. Plus 13.56. I'm, Probably not going to I'm I'm locking it in right now. <laughs> I don't care that I am actively betting against Brian Barberina in yeah. another one. If yes. he because I'm I feel great about Ty's chances. If okay. he pulls this off, I'm getting extra. I'm locking in the Bam Bam parlay. Well, uh, might be a donation, but uh, might I be, but it. I'm I'm here for the fun of it. I love it because uh, no, if because if Ty wins, then that co-main event, I'm a winner either way. RDA gets gets the go. dub when Bam Bam wins. Boom. Bam yeah, Bam I parlay see, I, plus thirteen fifty six. I said that I love it a few times. I I don't know if I if I really <laughs> uh speaking of another play, don't know if I love it, but 
had to get some action down. Uh, women's flyweight bout, Tracy Cortez. I, love, on. I sell me. I wanted to be here. I want something. I want to feel alive in this fight, and I don't have a bet. You have to feel sell alive. People's main event part two after Ty Tavasa. Love, love this fight. It's the Sergey prelim Valich. main event for sure. Absolutely no doubt. This is the pre prelim main event. Uh, Tracy Cortez taking on Amanda Hebus. Right now you can get either of them for minus 110. Uh, I took Tracy what, Cortez. Oh, that wasn't what I wanted to hear. You were feeling Hebus. You were I, feeling uh, Hebus. I am. I can't bet it, but I'm feeling her. All right. So... Tracy Cortez, similar to the last few people that I mentioned, I guess this is just this is just the wrestling, the wrestling show for me. Um, I mean, she is just relentless with the takedowns. Like she has landed multiple takedowns in every single one of her UFC fights. She's never had less than six and a half minutes of control time. I see your hand up. You're about to say Amanda Hebas has over eighty percent takedown defense. That that's not actually what I'm about to oh, say. Okay. I mean, you said it. You you said it, not me. I am aware of this. Uh, Virna Jandaroba fight. First round, she gets taken down with like three and a half minutes left, stuck there for the rest of the round. Cannot get up off of her back. I rate Cortez's wrestling better than that. If Cortez can be successful with the takedowns, I think this is her fight. Similar to the DKC fight. If the takedowns aren't there, uh, yeah, this becomes an entirely new fight. I mean, Amanda Hibas defensively sound on the feet like 70 percent striking defense you do not see that often she also just has Wait, good can, striking. You, can you remind me what is her takedown defense 89 mm, so uh 88 um 88 wow right connor as a georgia bulldogs football fan would you say that defense wins championships defense does win championships that's all i'm saying that's why i was hoping you were selling me on he boss but please Please continue. Yeah. I mean, it's it really just comes down to, I think she will be able to use her strength, her size. Uh, Hebus loves the judo reverse. I just don't know if that's going to be there for her. I just think if it does go to the mat, if she does get taken down, like say Cortez, like if she can have that same top pressure and just keep her down, like then the round might be over. I was on Hebus in that fight, and I remember thinking, God, if she gets taken down in the second round, this fight is done. I mean, maybe. Play we'll, Hebus. We'll see. I like, know, having, I like us both having each side of this. I wouldn't see here's I would not play Hebus. Uh, what's, what's Hebus by decision? Because it, feels, okay, it right. feels very unlikely that Hebus gets a finish in this fight, frankly. So that was the thing, and it's very unlikely Cortez does too. Yeah, I the over play- is clearly... A, a beautiful bet, except for it's juice to the moon. Juice to the moon, bro. So here's the thing. <laughs> That's how juiced it was. I was like, I really like Tracy Cortez by decision. Uh, I was like, let me get Ooh. like a. I was like, let me get like a plus one eighty, plus two hundred on that, and I'm locking it in. I took Tracy Cortez at plus one hundred by decision. Was plus one twenty when it came out. I was like, jeez. Oh. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna play her straight then. Well, I'm seeing Hebas by decision at plus 163 right now. Now so that's a bet. That's that a is solid a bet, bet. I'm going to be jumping on. So uh, plus 163. I mean, that's that, this. I feel I feel solid about the number there. So I'm I'm jumping on Hebas by decision at plus 163. Adding yet another bet to again every week. Now we I have like 
a reasonable, responsible amount of bets. I'm feeling good. I'm not getting out over my skis. I talk to you for an hour and 15 minutes, and suddenly I end up with 12 12 bets down, three parlays, a bunch of gimmicks, it's why and we're some here. insanity. It's why we're here. Still making money, that. but it's much, I'm adding a lot more than the plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the goal is to profit, and profit we have done over can the I, last six months now. Can I ask you one last question about this I, fight? I'd be offended if you didn't. So I know that, you know, tapology, everybody has her as Tracy Cortez. Just throwing it out there. You, you, you check the old IG. She's she's Tracy R. Ortega on, on Instagram say. at this oh, point oh, in time. Oh, what? She changed the name on Instagram? Tracy R. Ortega. I, I can't speak whether what? she and Brian Ortega have officially become, like, you know, been married. That has to be recent. This has to be recent. Very, very recent. And I don't, like I said, I don't know. I know that she has been engaged to Brian Ortega for a little, little stretch. I don't know if they finally got hitched. But her her IG is Tracy Ortega. It's still Cortez MMA. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So the name is Cortez MMA, the official Tracy R. Ortega. UFC fighter creator Mexicana. Like she is, I don't know if that changes your because I don't know. I, I don't know if this is a positive for her. You know, she's got that new, she's she's oh, just married, she's man. feeling fresh, she's vibrant. Or, or what, I don't know what to believe. I don't know if this influences your decision at all. I just wanted to throw it out there. Notice this the other day. So she took a picture with Brian Ortega at UFC Long Island, and she hand is on full display. Giant rock. Giant rock. Yeah, uh, I mean, Ortega. Can't, I can't tell if that is an engagement ring or a wedding ring. I suspect it's an engagement ring because they've been engaged yeah. for a minute. Okay, all right. So that's been a thing. I'm I'm yeah, sorry. They, I am they have not been engaged. The yeah, they've been engaged. I just don't know. It it seems like they may now be married based on her IG, but that is not confirmed. Like Those that. are not confirmed reports. I like that. That means you can. You're always, you know, at danger to. I mean, if she can, if she can blast a double on on Brian Ortega, she can do it on Amanda Hebas. I mean, that's that's one way to view it. Or, you know, maybe now she's like, uh, she's she's in too much of the post-wedding bliss. You know, she doesn't have her A-game on. Wow, you're Carlos Esparza in this. You know, I mean, we saw I what happened. I would be shocked. I mean, dude, We she, saw what happened when Esparza got married. That's she why is, she lost to Wiley Zhang, frankly. That, Nothing yeah, to do with it. skill, talent, or athleticism. Dude, she is like, she is active on Instagram. And there is not one picture of their wedding. Like, you would think she would get something up. Man, maybe she's waiting, you know. Wedding wedding photos take a while to come back, you know. Right, she maybe. posted nine. She changed her name. She posted nine pictures from her and Brian Ortega's trip to a Bad Bunny concert. Like Maybe they got married at that get, Bad Bunny concert. Get, we don't get one wedding picture, but we get nine pictures from a Bad Bunny concert. Maybe they maybe they got married at that Bad Bunny concert. I don't. I don't know. All I'm saying is that her name I'm more changed. About, I'm worried and now about, I don't know if I can feel confident there. I'm more worried about the Brian or about the Bad Bunny concert on October second, <laughs> just two short months ago, uh, than I am just partying it out. I mean, Funkmaster was there too. Aljamain Sterling commented that concert was lit. Fire emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> fire emoji, fire. Three T's on the lit. So Funkmaster must have had a great time at M that one. Must have had a great, the champ, just having a great time. I mean, shout out to the champ, bro. He was at PFL. I'm, the man's around everywhere. Man is making the rounds these days. Uh, yeah, I mean. Henry Cejudo, 
doing nonsense. Tracy Ortiz. Tracy. Wow. I just said Ortega. Tracy Ortiz. I, I was reading her Instagram. No, you know what? It just makes you feel more confident about her ground okay. game that, that she's with Brian. Okay. Just Brian's never let me down. He definitely, you know, that loss at UFC Long Island definitely didn't hurt the wallet for me. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, this might just be this might be. I don't my think origin. you can blame Brian for that one. No, His body I, I let know. you down. I know he I know. did it. His body betrayed you. I actually really like T City. Uh, listen, I mean, this could be my origin story. My the Ortega family could become the villains that I just fade relentlessly. After Fantastic, this. I love. Or it. they just become my favorite family in MMA. Hey, you know what? We'll see. Only one way. <laughs> only one way to find out. Only one way to find out, and that's that's. Tracy Cortez Ortega plus 100. There it Boom. is. That's I think we bet. still have a couple fights Man. to talk about. God, I true. wish we didn't. God, There's I wish so we many so, fights. We still have three fights left, but this next Jeez. one, I don't, I don't know if you have any action on it, but it'll be very quick. It is a lightweight bout. Natan oh, Levy nothing. going up against Gennaro Valdez. This will take me no time at all. Natan uh, Levy minus 190, Valdez plus 160. I played the under as soon as it opened, plus 140. Gennaro Valdez is in a fight. I knew I was going to play the under going into this. He loves the brawl. Just go back and watch the Frivola fight. I taped that one for UFC uh, 281. Guy got knocked down like six times in one round. 11 fights, 11 finishes. Yes, I know Levy is a decision maker, but Valdez will dictate the pace of this. He will make it crazy if it goes to the ground. Just because of how chaotic his style is, I think Nathan Levy is live for a sub. He's got three in his pro career, three in his amateur career. As long as Gennaro Valdez is in a fight, I don't expect it to go to a decision. Uh, succinct. I have no thoughts on the matter. I trust everything you say implicitly. All right, then let's move on. Now we only have two fights to talk about. Featherweight bout. Marcelo Rojo. James Krause fighter? Yeah. Can uh, people in Jersey bet on this? I actually am curious. I would assume not. Jersey's a little too far out of my way to be able to go to, though I am moving there soon. You can't just hop on over, catch the train to Jersey. I actually am moving there very soon, so I'll be able to check that. Uh, If you're from Jersey, let us know if you can bet on Marcelo Rojo, because that will be crazy if you can't bet on this fight. Like, that will actually, that'll be be big news. That'll be big news. That'll be pretty nuts. Anyway, you can get Francis Marshall at minus 155, Marcelo Rojo at plus 135. You've got action. I don't. Tell me. Sure do. Um... I'm taking Francis Marshall inside the distance at plus 110. Um, Marcelo Rojo, I mean, outside of the whole Kraus stuff, uh, I'm not sure he's a very good fighter, for being real. He's also 34 um, and a bantamweight, so none of these speak great things to him. Francis Marshall, good little prospect, you know, 6-0, and uh, only 23 years old, looked looked very solid in in his rise up. Uh, five and zero oh as an Ami, like dude, dude's got working with something here. Rojo, this feels like a setup fight for the new contender series guy. Uh, and let me tell you, Francis Marshall, not like a huge finisher, but uh, he he has mostly had finishes, uh, but largely over not great competition. When he's fought some better guys, he's gone to the cards. Marcelo Rojo, man, hates the cards. Just hates them. He. Hey, last time this man went to a decision, 2016 on Tough, on The Ultimate Fighter. Last time he went to a decision in real life, uh, we don't know. There are a couple of of performances from the regional that just say win or loss. Don't have an actual result as a finish there. Uh, But it could be as, as 
2012 is the last time we have a confirmed decision that Marcelo Rojo went to. This man that wasn't in the tough house, this man loves, loves to get finished or, or finish people. It's not going to the cards. I think Marshall has just an advantage in this fight all around. I kind of frankly think he's a little bit better in every facet of the, uh, of the game at this point, just because I'm fading Rojo because I think he's old and bad. Uh, and yeah, give me, uh, I'm getting plus 110 for it. So give me, give me Francis fire Marshall inside the distance. I'm actually really glad you said that because uh, you know what Marcelo is responsible for? Uh, he won a fight by illegal bite. Is that what you're going to... Because that's my favorite Marcelo Rojo fact. I mean, that that is a fantastic fact. <laughs> fantastic stat. <laughs> Not a lot of dudes have won fights via bite before. Marcelo is responsible for the birth of third round Jordan. Oh, uh, I forgot about third round Jordan. I mean, just every Mythical man. fighter, third Mythical round Jordan. Fighter, third round Jordan. Uh, even though he has as many third round losses as he does wins, the one win in the third round, dude's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine UFC fights. He has one win in the third mythical round. third round. Everyone got, everyone's got to get their third round Jordan bets in. You know if Jordan's fighting, that's going to be trending. It's a lock. And who's the man that got knocked out in the third round by Charles Jordan? It was Marcelo Rocha. I mean. I'm glad you're fading him. Yeah, God, God, round Jordan is just the real third round mythical fighter is Yoel Romero. Everyone needs to know that. Everyone needs to learn that. Derek Lewis also had a good stretch where he was a like his third rounds were were impressive. But yes, Yoel is the one, the true third round fighter. Yes, there's no doubt about it. All right, let's finish this off. It's a women's strawweight bout. Yasmin Haragi. I was going to say, you did the prep for it, so let's make sure you Hur- stick the landing here. Huregi. Yasmin Huregi. Uh, yes, I'm, I've listened to this a million times. I wrote it down phonetically, and when I go back to it, it is still tough. I mean, Huregi. It is a it is a tough one. Uh, versus Estela Nunez. Right now, you can get Yasmin for minus 305. Nunez for plus 255. This fight was supposed to happen back at uh, UFC San Diego in August. Heavy, you know, curtain jerker. I got a little action down. I uh, we were talking off air. I, you know, I love the curtain jerker action, and I yeah. just couldn't talk myself into a bay here. Yeah, so I, I had to a, do the second one. Yeah, I might just get a parlay kilt on on the on the top. But I oh, I did then you don't have to stress about it. Tough trusting the undefeated prospect uh, that hasn't really been like thoroughly tested. Uh, but like just watching back her her fight against Lucinda, her UFC debut, I, I did think she got better as it went along and just like an absolute banger of a of a fight for for two of these women uh i think she's just the faster striker here yeah nunez probably has the more power but i'm not really worried about a knockout in this situation she also does have the option to take the fight to the ground it is clearly estela nunez's weakness going to the ground and we saw her do it in her pre-ufc fights uh nunez She's probably better than the 0-2 UFC record, but like she hasn't really impressed me. Like it's not like she's fighting great competition. Sam Hughes last time out. Uh, I think Yasmin is the better prospect, and I think she gets it done. How she gets it done, I don't know, but uh, I do think that she's the one that gets her hand raised, gets 210 and 0. Parlayed that with uh, Mateus Nicolau and Tyson Fury by KOTKO. Okay. I mean, I like. I, I I didn't even look at boxing line. So what's what's that uh, at? 
like a minus uh, three thirty or something. So mm, yeah, sounds about right. Minus three ten. Nicolau minus three thirty five. Varega at minus three thirty five pays out a plus one twenty three. Man, Tyson Fury just a casual minus twenty five hundred for Terence Uh Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> already beaten the dude twice, and I feel like he has only gotten better in the I eight mean, years since the first fight. Kayla Harrison beat Larissa Pacheco twice, and uh, we saw that goes. So you that know, is just true. Throwing it out there. That is true. My also, argument. I love the books in this. Like Fury is minus twenty five hundred, Chisora plus twelve hundred. They yeah, are like, baking in such an enormous big. Yeah, like give me a break on that. Just uh, absolute ridiculousness. Uh, one thing I will say, just like against that, is Chisora is thirty eight. Whereas Larissa Pacheco came into her own and like is 28 and like beefed up. Did you see the picture of her against Andrade? Uh, no. Dude, like she's like, she's scrawny like me, bro. Like, and now she is massive. I mean, you heard Kayla say it after. It's like she was way stronger than the last, last couple of times. You know, sometime a good strength and conditioning program. That's all it takes. Also, uh. Derek Chisora is uh, one in three in his last four fights, and the one win came by good decision. Is that good? <laughs> I mean, don't know if you've ever checked Tyson Fury's record out, but uh, dude has has yet to lose. Hmm. Well, that um, that seems not as good as as Derek Chisora. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Tyson <laughs> Fury probably gets this one uh, done. I'm, I'm hey. just going to. I'm just going to trust him. Bold. It's a bold statement, but I respect it. I appreciate that. I appreciate the respect <laughs> that you're giving for me. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll end up doing Fury Chisora doesn't go to a decision. Tui Vasa Pavlovich under two and a half. And Hill Ducote over one and a half. Minus wow. 134. Just a, just a stewy, stewy bit of chalk there. But okay, let's do it. I mean that's what I'm always down for. Uh, last two things I have to get into. I'll say we got we've got one more thing we got to talk before we bounce as this episode is going long. <laughs> one championship. Where'd you find these? Bet online. Okay. Dot ag. Uh, <laughs> dot they, ag. Yeah, a little sketchy. Dot ag, but uh, yeah, our boy RDR is going at it. Like he is. Uh, he's. He's gonna make it happen on on Friday. Heavyweight champion of the world, baby. Uh, so like three weight class champion. Three ha, ever happened? I don't. No, I no, actually no. don't believe that's ever happened. So ta- that's what I thought too. Tapology actually has it messed up. Oh, it, oh, is it, this for the light heavy? Yeah, the, he's actually defending the light heavy. Unfortunately, that's garbage. Why? Like why? That's that's what everyone's saying. But right now. You can get our boy Randy Ritter at plus money, plus one hundred five. That's um. This, how is this for the light heavy? This is so stupid. Yeah, I know. You got to go to onechampionship.com to see. I know, it. but it's so dumb because Malcolm's their interim heavyweight champ. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, so this why? is so stupid. Oh, this is dumb. Whatever. He will be the spiritual heavyweight champion of of the world as well once he wins. Uh What'd you get him at? What's the price here on, on RDR at the Dutch night? All right. So, like, dude, the the odds were just a roller coaster last night. I took him at plus 170, dropped to, like, minus 150. Now he's back up to plus 105. It feels like he's settled in at that plus 105 number. Okay. 
well, plus 150 is a tremendous number. Uh, I mean, I don't have this bet available to me uh, at any place in the world at the moment because I don't have betonline.ag. But uh, whenever this does become available at any of the books that I have access to, uh, I'll certainly be riding with my boy. Been standing the dark, the Dutch knife for a long time. Three division champion, baby. Let's go. Uh, yeah, if he if he does lose, if he were to lose this fight, it would just further just drive my uh, you know my temporary hatred toward the Netherlands. I mean, we would take that Friday night right into USA Netherlands on Saturday morning. Yeah, it's that's tough. You know, the I gotta say that's that seems like that might be a tough tough one for us, but you know, it's fine. We'll we'll split the difference. We get one. We can root. We can cheer on the Dutch Friday night, Saturday, mortal enemies forever. All right. Well, Rainer Ritter. I'm also on uh, Roberto Soldich making his one debut. Should just be a great week in a combat sport. Should just be a great weekend of sports, period. But that's it. We made it. That's the end. We Done. did it. Finito. So many fights. So many fights uh, were talked about. So many things. Hour 25 on our end. Uh, that's going to do it. Anything it. else? No. Um, go dogs. Go dogs. Go, go Yanks. U- UFC 282 next week. Magomed Ankalaev versus Jan Blahovich for Can the we... undisputed light heavyweight title. Love that. Love. I mean, I hate everything about what happened, but I love the potential. For, for you and for me and for everybody with that particular fight. But that's a, that's a story for next week. That's We've next already week's taken pod. way too much time. Way too much time. See you next week. Love you guys. Network.